Still the best we can do, I'm afraid. Hello, welcome to episode 11 of Ruthie, Me and My Dad. Uh, Ruthie, hello, welcome. Yeah, welcome. Yeah. Hello. Hello, um, welcome. I think episode 11 will be the best because you're a little bit sick. Yes. So, I'll be talking more. And when you say I'm a little bit sick, you don't mean the sense you used sick last week, you mean very good. Oh, no, no, no. Gosh, sick. keep up. Yeah, no, I have a bit of a flu and a sore throat, but in standard man style, I've come straight out to do the podcast. Powering on. Powering on, indeed. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Ruthie, first of all, the first thing I'd like to say to you is your determination inspires me. <laughs> I also, I can't imagine my life without you. This is from some cockamamie Guardian article, it's, isn't it? No, this is from some cockamamie. No, it's even more cockamamie than the Guardian. This is from some cockamamie website, which said 33 things every dad should say to raise strong, empowered daughters. Well, I would say you're already pretty empowered, but there are 33 things I should say to you every day. To... Every day? All 33? I don't think you say 33 things. Well, not maybe not all 33 <laughs> in one day. There's no shame, Ruthie in recognising when you need help and asking for it. Uh, Always be your biggest advocate. This is one that, if I was to say this, you would curl up in embarrassment. Oh, no, can you not then? (laughs) This is number 28. Number 28 is, I love hanging out with you. The thing is, though, a lot of those are just a bit common sense. Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously... Like, well, it's actually saying them. It's yeah, not so yeah, much yeah. The, the actual Why can't people but, just know them? Yeah, precisely. It's not. It's but it, it, this is for Americans, and obviously, um, yeah. So obviously, for Americans, they, they need to be told. I'm supposed to say, I'm so proud of you. Your effort. Ruthie, yeah, but it's better if you don't say those things mm. every day because if you say them every day, then they kind of lose. They lose their what do you call it? Impact. Oh, I was going to say um, gravity, gravitas. 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 Also, another website I went on was... Um, wow, you've been surfing the web. <laughs> I certainly have. Well, you know we had an internet problem, which you... Oh, we did. Yeah. yeah. Which you didn't mind telling me about several hundred <laughs> times. So It was re No, because it didn't affect you as much, Dad, because your bedroom still had internet, but my bedroom <laughs> did not have internet. I've read loads there. Yes. Well, there you go. I you... actually have. Now, but now it's... I'm into my book. This is the thing that it was good for, because... Oh, so I'm reading The Handmaid's Tale. By Margaret and Atwood. By Margaret Atwood. And so I wasn't into it because I just hadn't been like giving myself the time to read. You know, you know, because once you're like 50 pages into a book, mm-hmm. you like it. And so not having the internet made me get into it. And now I'm into it. Even though I have the internet, I'll still read it. Yeah. Are you enjoying it? Yeah, really. It I about? like it so much. So it's about like it's a dystopian, dystopian thing, a, dystop- yeah. a, a dystopian near future where... Um, kind of religious order has taken over and women are subservient to men but also men are not allowed the same freedoms and sex is only for like the production procreation, of yeah. procreation of children the commanders um have wives but the wives don't have children with them they have handmaids yeah well when i got the internet back i did look up uh, eight things not to say to your teenage oh uh, we'll see you can say them and we'll see if you have actually said any of these to me before. I don't think I have, actually. Why are they, like, Well, it's number number one, the first thing you never say is, how was school today? Oh, every single day. <laughs> I walk in and, like, everyone will relate to just being tired. It's been a long day. As soon as you get in, how was school today? 
What? what? <laughs> it was just school, like, yes, just I know, normal. I know. And another thing we should never say is, if you keep this up, you're never going out of the house again. Because I don't of, think you've ever said no, that. We don't say you're that. not really authoritarian. No, an idle threat is never a good idea. Although we do, we have issued idle threats, which you know, no way are they ever going to uh, be yeah. enacted upon. Anyway, as we've uh, established, I have uh, a wee bit of a throat today. So, uh, Ruthie, it's over to oh, you. You see what's, now, what's on your mind? See. I've not been able to surf the web because I haven't had the internet. <laughs> well, for the last couple of days. Come on, what have no, you... No, um, we're having a bit of a, not a heat wave, but it's got hot. It's got warm, It's got yeah. hot quick. Yeah, yeah. And it was very cold before. That's true. Um, and so, I feel like you hear a lot about climate change mm. all the time, but this is about how used for air conditioners and other methods of yeah, air cooling. conditioning, of mm. cooling, yeah, um, are expected to jump 90% on 2017 levels. So soon we're going to live in a world where like houses in the UK have air conditioning the same as they do in America. Mm. And this is the biggest, like, it's a massive problem because it just means carbon emissions are going to, like, absolutely soar. Mm. The good news is, though, if the levels of the oceans, level of the sea rises... We have chosen to live in <laughs> the most landlocked area of the UK. Yeah, you true, know, true. We're yeah. fi- we're like the furthest away from sea or something, yeah. aren't we? We're the furthest away you can get in the UK. Yeah, in the UK, sea. yeah, yeah. From sea. So that's marvellous. It means so that uh, <laughs> all you buggers can drown. <laughs> yes, it means that Norfolk will disappear and uh, Lincolnshire. But I've never be- been to Norfolk or Lincolnshire. You have been to Norfolk. We drove through it when we went to Great Yarmouth. Oh, uh, yay! That's in Suffolk. Great, um, when we went to Great Yarmouth, we so um, Barry St Edmunds we went through and all those places in Norfolk. If anyone's seen um, the the program Hotel Inspectors, um, ah it's, yeah, so it's a program with Alex Polizzi, and she visits. No, that wasn't Great Yarmouth. That's when we went to Margate. Um, yeah, sorry, I've see we've been on so many bad seaside holidays. <laughs> <laughs> I get confused. I love the so seaside. So we went to we went to Margate. Yeah. Um, which is like Blackpool for people in London. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. And um, we went there. And so Alex Polizzi does a programme called Hotel Inspectors yeah. where she visits eccentric hoteliers and um, they she tells them basically how they should fix their hotels to make them profitable enterprises. Mm. And um, we stayed in one of the hotels that had been on Hotel Inspector and it had not changed because I recognised it from... Yes, you did. It was a, a classically bad British hotel, wasn't and it? And it had um, like antiques in it, so there was like antique dolls watching you sleep and stuff, and <laughs> like uh, like Victorian nightgowns in the corridors and stuff. It was so it weird. It was pretty spooky. I can't remember the name it of the hotel, spooky. which is and they bit... gave you like butter and curls on the morning. Oh, that's good. Butter and curls. There's nothing wrong with that. I want my butter in a packet, <laughs> plastic. <laughs> that's how I want everything to come. No, you don't. You don't. That's no, no, the whole I don't. Thing. I don't. Mm. Well, let's do one of our regular features now, and let's transition. When I say let's transition, I mean let's play this. Yeah, this is the bit. How would you know that we were transitioning if we didn't? Well, precisely. This is this is a bit where I try and introduce you to uh, a bit of music from from the past, and you introduce me to a bit of music uh, that's current. And we'll start with you this week because we normally start with me, which is very controlled. So we'll start with you. What are we playing? We're only twenty seconds for. Copyright purposes. Review purposes. Oh, review purposes, right. Yeah, 20 seconds for review purposes. So, what are we playing? Lord did a song called Perfect Places. And who are Lord? Woman, single person. Oh, it's just a person. She's just a person. She did, um, you know, that Royals song. 
It's like, you I can't n- put I've this never in. Heard but it. And we'll never be royal, royal. You can call me Queen Bee. So, this is a song by Lord called Perfect Places. And First Aid Kit, a Swedish girl band, um, like folk girl band, have done a cover of it. So, that's Two what I've them, got. Yeah. Two of them, yeah. Duet. Duet. It's called Perfect Places, yeah? Yeah. So here's 20 things. It's not really introducing me to anything that because obviously I do I'm very familiar with country music and that's sort of classic it's almost classic back to the roots country music isn't it yeah but if you heard the original of Lord Perfect Places you completely changed it oh my gosh completely and um, I wanted to play something that wasn't so we've had rap rap two weeks in a row so I thought we'll do something that's not rap at all but I do, I mean, if you're familiar with First Aid Kit, they're Swedish, as you say. Swedish, yeah. Two girls. Yeah. And they're about 19 or 20 years yeah, old. Yeah, really young, young, like 19, yeah. 20. It's There's brilliant. Been quite, I mean, um, they are absolutely brilliant. They are, they're so good. I would love to go and see them live. Yeah. I've heard them on uh, Six Music playing Emmy Lou, which, uh, is, yeah, which yeah. is a fabulous track. And that's got the standard sort of pedal steel guitar, country music instrumentation. Really, really good. Well, I'm going to go back to an era pre-Beatles again, and this is doo-wop. Are you familiar with doo-wop? Like doo-wop, doo-wop? <laughs> well, sort of, but are you familiar with it uh, as a genre? No, it's kind of like in Greece. No. Oh, you mean the film Greece? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, film Greece. <laughs> oh, do you think I meant Greece the country? I think you meant, you meant sort of, that's a different sort of music. Although I've got some of that, which I could play. But no, we'll play uh, a little bit of doo-wop, uh, which is basically, Greece would be the latter end of doo-wop the sort of early 60s, early to mid-60s end of doo-wop. But it started in the 30s and 40s, sort of late 30s, 40s, groups like the Mills Brothers. And basically, it was usually four black guys, and they used to call it under-the-lamplight music sometimes, because they, they would stand on street corners, and they would, uh, under, usually under a lamplight, right, on a street corner, mm-hmm. four black guys from, you know, the projects, the ghetto, that sort the of thing. The projects, yeah. In um, my Abugu with the hoodie... There's a line that's like, we were in the projects, but now we're making projects or something. Right. We'd call it council houses yeah, yeah, yeah. here. Or houses, estates. Houses, like the estates. estates. Yeah. 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 So basically it was four guys. One would sing very, very uh, low. One would have a low voice down here. And one would have a high voice, which I can't do. And they'd sing a cappella. And it was starting in the 40s. There was a group like the Mills Brothers and there were others like that. Mm-hmm. And then it went into the 50s and in the late 50s. Now, I'll play this one. This is from the late 50s. And it's a guy called Jesse Belvin and Good Night, My Love. Good night, my love. Pleasant dreams and sleep tight, my love. May tomorrow be sunny and bright And bring you closer to me See, that was when it got a little bit more commercial, the end of the 50s. They weren't singing a cappella anymore, and you had the uh, the voices in the background, you know, doing the awo, awo sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very nice. Yeah, really it's, nice. It's beautiful, isn't it? Uh, but mm-hmm. all I've got 
several doo-wop albums at home oh i can't go, wait to get stuck into them yes and uh well i have and you can you can get stuck into them but the, the, it's great stuff and uh, it was particularly popular the east coast of the united states so new york baltimore boston places like that where you know i suppose where they had large black populations there mm-hmm. so what years was this well it started in the late 1930s black guys um, yeah uh, but that was for 1959 that was from 1959 so by the time it got to sort of the mid 50s they were you know adding instrumentation it wasn't a cappella anymore it was um, you know it, it it was pop music basically and mm-hmm. that was with the pop music that was probably a sort of period that uh, Greece comes from they were sort of trying to re- recreate that a bit but it, yeah. Greece is more rock and roll to be honest rock yeah, and roll yeah. grew out of doo-wop really right that's our uh, music spot for this week right what else is on your mind you had loads of stuff so let's um, <laughs> do you want to do you want to keep up with the Kardashians I thought we'd take us back I'd take us back to our Kardashian roots mm-hmm. Kim Kardashian and Kanye West the people we all know and love Kanye so Kanye um See how I'm saying it now, as if to the man of born. If nothing else comes out of this podcast, the fact that I can say Kanye now. No, no, you said it wrong then. Kanye. 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 Yeah, I can say Kanye now. Yeah, yeah, that was bad. And Burger King. It's not great, but it's getting there. (laughs) Okay, so Kanye left Twitter for a while because he was having some mental health issues, which is quite sad actually. He had to like, I think he cancelled like tours and stuff. Anyway, it was not good. But now he's back on Twitter his eagerly awaited return oh good and so he's been tweeting some quite vague axioms almost oh you mean like sayings and like sayings proverbs Proverbs. yeah he's been trying some quite vague weird proverbs so he tweeted like trend is always late and then one of the ones he said he tweeted was sometimes you have to get rid of everything and so kim kardashian his wife has tweeted back at him and just kind of roasted him a bit and she said wait everything and so so Chrissy Teigen do you know who Chrissy Teigen is no I don't so she's married to John Legend and she's an actress and I think she sings a bit and whatever and um she's like wait everything and then Chrissy Teigen says I have an air mattress here and I've been itching to bust it out if you need it you know because if you have to get rid of everything and then they've both just been roasting Kanye and um everyone's been loving this it's been a slow week in terms of kardashian news is that it for keeping up with the kardashians yeah i mean chloe might be on her way back to la Hmm. um kim kardashian posed topless um in a picture and everyone was like oh kim that happened but not there's no not been any scandals like the whole travis scott kylie thing the travis scott kylie thing so yeah. yeah outrageous or any tristan thompson no, well, Stuff. we'll just keep an eye on all that for us. Yeah, and we'll keep you updated. Do keep us updated, whatever you do. So, from one massive world-dominating force of the Kardashians to another, the Nazis. <laughs> Good. Um, so. Good transition. I read a meme. Is this meme of the week? Or this is, this... is not meme of no, the week. Right, this okay. is just a transitional meme. Right. Um, <laughs> so, I saw a meme that basically said that only 54% of adults know, even know what the Holocaust is. I was like, no, that's not true. That can't be true. More than half of people don't know, don't even know what the Holocaust is. And so I started Googling and stuff, and um, Geraldine Schwartz, 
had written an article on the 18th of April, which is today, about how the Nazi... Who's, who's Geraldine Schwartz? Just a journalist. A journalist for The yeah. Guardian, I think, and she has um, Nazi heritage, so her um, great-granddad was... Yeah, a Nazi, yeah, mm. and she so she feels very strongly about people remembering it and saying condemning what her family did, and so she'd written um, an article about how like Naziology is taking over again. So she was saying that basically the whole of Europe is susceptible to this Nazi ideology because people are just forgetting. So she she went to the Congress of the Defenders of Europe, which is a far right meeting thing she had to go under a fake name because they don't allow press there and so she was saying that the and andre poggenberg who was the leader of the german right party i think called for a jerks it jerks it like grexit or brexit but oh germany Germany. what a great name yeah see i think if we called it jerks it instead of brexit there'd be more people in favor of it so jerks it um and said people are overly scared of the word negro and stuff like that and like obviously like really terrible things and she when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Said that more and more people are forgetting what the Holocaust was and it's important that we must always remember it. And then the um, Boston Globe did an article um, entitled Never Forget But We Are Forgetting. And there was another survey saying in 2013, and this was the survey I think the meme was based on, and it was in 2013 more than 53,000 people were surveyed and only 54% of the world's adults had heard of the Holocaust. And that comes out, when you say it's a meme, basically that appears on the internet and then people retweet it. Does it appear as a Twitter, as a tweet? No, 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 Instagram. It appears on Instagram, yeah, but yeah. it's just the words. So on in, the meme would be on Instagram, 53% of the world have forgotten the Holocaust or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So That's not just, like a traditional meme. Most memes are like a picture, picture yeah. and something. So there's no picture there. That was just the... Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. Some, it was a bit longer than that. She was talking about alternative media who have changed public opinion into saying that it was... The, the people who do believe in it also feel like it's been overly dramatised and that it was definitely should be downplayed because it wasn't as big a thing as people make it out to be because that's how like alternative media has produced it. And I just thought it was really interesting that this was... You'd think that nowadays when we've got the most access to... the most freedom of press and the most access to whatever information we want and statistics and figures that now would be when people would never deny the Holocaust, but it seems like actually it's turning... Well, I suppose as things get going to... As things drift further into the past, that's people are more likely to, for, to forget these things because what you haven't got now are lots and lots of people talking about it and saying what went on. Mm-hmm. See, when I was growing up in the 60s, the uh, woman across the road from us, Mrs. Swan, she had, uh, or the Mrs. Schwann, uh, would, would have been her original name, 
uh, she has the numbers on her arms tattooed. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's no denying. Somebody comes and shows you sort of their their concentration camp number actually tattooed on their arm. Yeah, there's um, no arguing. There's no arguing. And, there, you know, we're talking about 40 years ago. There would have been 40, 50 years ago. There would have been lots of people like that. And so I, bet, I think so what So it doesn't surprise me one little bit. That, yeah, this forgetting of the Holocaust and of the Nazis is even more dangerous because it's lending ourselves to having these far-right parties. There was a 12.6% majority for Germany's far-right party um i think not here throughout europe you know you do find far-right parties in italy and germany hungary Hungary especially you do find far-right parties with quite a level of support yeah yeah like 12.6 percent is what is probably more support than lib dems yeah Um, just like massive spot and i just wonder why britain have never had that kind of really strong far-right hold that's interesting. I mean, there are probably there are a variety of historical reasons for it, but we do have a royal family. Whether yeah, that's... surprisingly, I would have thought you, like knowing you, obviously knowing you as my father, <laughs> yes, that you would be the least patriotic person ever, because you're not really like you, that's not really you. But whenever <laughs> anyone talks about why we've never had um, a major communist party why Marxist ideology is not really supported. You always say, well, it's because of the um, the uh, royal family, which is well, so it's not unexpected. Well, so much, uh, not so much that. It, I, mean, I have said to you lots of times that I think this is the greatest country in the world, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. In America, they'll put flags up all the time and say, you know, you, you always see a big uh, uh, stars and stripes outside people's suburban houses in America. Mm-hmm. But when I was growing up, because my grandparents were both well both sides of my grandparents were had fled from persecution in uh, in Europe you know in their case Poland what is now Ukraine and because a lot of the people that were at um, synagogue not that I was a regular attender at synagogue in any sense but on those few occasions when I did go there was always a prayer in the middle of the service where you gave thanks for Britain and for the you, you really did because Britain was a place, a place of sanctuary, and it has been for years. You know, you yeah. gave thanks. I mean, it did give sanctuary to all these people from Eastern Europe. You know, Jews and non-Jews. The Hungarian Revolution in 1956, loads of Hungarians came and, and lived over here. So you would find in the middle of the, the service there was a prayer, thanks for for the for Great Britain, the royal family, and you would main, name them. You'd say thank you for the Queen Mother, thank you for the Queen, thank you for Prince Philip, and you'd My go, gosh, ridiculous. Yeah, you'd go through the royal family if that, I mean, you didn't get down as far as Prince Charles because then it gets on dodgy ground but you would say you know you'd say thank you for the well certainly for the Queen and the Duke of Edinburgh mm-hmm. you that, worry now though that we've been like that for so long we've never had a time where there's not been a democracy apart from arguably some people say Lloyd George in World War One was a dictator but do they? yeah some people say that um, he gave a country what they never wanted um, like a and took advantage completely of like this constitutional I, uh, crisis and stuff. Of course, because you're doing that at school. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you now, your knowledge of Lloyd George is much, much stronger now. Oh, than when. <laughs> I've got to tell this oh, story. Oh, this is so embarrassing. This, I've got though. to tell this story. When we went to Wales, um, another one of our. We always go to all the best places. Yeah, another one of our bad seaside holidays. This was at Aberystwyth. When we went to Wales, and we were driving through Lloyd George's birthplace that had a Lloyd George museum. I think somebody in the car, might have been me, might have been uh, your mother, said, 
oh, there's a, Law- a Lloyd George museum. And you thought about it for a bit in the back of the car there and then said, why have they got a Boy George museum here? Was he born here? No, I thought, I thought that Boy George must have been from Wales. Ah, right, right. But I just thought it's surprising that Boy George was from such a small, like, rural mm. seaside town. Well, you can forget about that because he's actually uh, from London, but of Irish heritage. Oh. Uh, George O'Dowd, I think his real name is. He's, oh, really? Uh, yeah, I think he's uh, he's Irish, or his family's Irish. Yeah. And then, you see, uh, Irish people came over there, san- gave sanctuary to Irish people Oh, yeah, well. yeah, apart from, like, all those terrible, <laughs> terrible things we did to them. The yeah. potato famine. Yeah, we have done terrible things. I mean, yeah, we have done terrible um, things. But, but well, what do but you no, think this about? This is what I'm well, saying. I'm that it worries you. me that we've always been so rooted in democracy and we've always had that stability that surely our communist time is coming. Well, for a start, don't call me Shirley. And secondly, I just wondered what you make of uh, these apologies that, for, you know, from time to time, somebody will demand in Parliament that the government apologises for what it did when we had an empire you know yeah. terrible things maybe in India or in, in the Caribbean and all that mm-hmm. do you think it, you know to me I, I, if it's history if it's history it's important mm-hmm. we know about it but I can't see the point yeah but that's a way of knowing about it, is the apologies and also those people deserve an apology and the people who did it to them might not be able to give that anymore because they're dead or whatever and so giving an apology is just a recognition but I think, where do you stop? Do you where know what do I mean? Stop? Yeah, where, yeah, I get where you. Where do you stop? Because you, you would be apologising every day. No, you don't have to apologise to every person for everything. I think that an apology and a gesture from a government is a really powerful thing, and I would want one. Hey, well, probably our smoothest uh, transition yet. I was reading a story in the paper this morning. Oh, is it the one about um, how cold shoulders are really in for summer? No, you tell me about that one, and I'll tell you about mine. So, bare shoulders. Bare shoulders, in. not cold. Is it, the cold shoulder is different from the bare shoulder. No, but you call it cold shoulders, I think so, sometimes. In do fashion. You? you call it giving someone the cold shoulder. Yeah, you do. Giving but you the cold call shoulder. it a cold shoulder top as well, I think. Do you really? That's when they've got holes. Ah, right. I just see there's something I never knew. And that's what this is all about. This is all about you telling me something I didn't know. So it's like top sleeve with a sleeve, but with a hole. Mm-hmm. I'll show you a picture. And that's in that. That wasn't the story I was referring to. The papers, but oh. in- interesting that we had a newspaper here, and on the front you can page, can hear it rustle. Yes, you can. There you go. It's authentic sound effects. And you had a whole load of um, interesting stuff on the front page about the Windrush generation, the new monthly migraine injection, and reduce the tax by half. And then we got um, the Labour Party anti-Semitism row. All that on the front page of the paper. And the one thing that catches your eye is bare shoulders. Summer fashion, hot dresses, bare shoulders, oh, cool bags. Oh, come on, you paint me as shallow. You can't wait to read that, can you? What are you implying? <laughs> Nothing, I'm implying that uh, the Times did well there in managing to get the uh, the fashion thing on the front page and would probably have sold more papers as a result. No, young, I wouldn't buy a paper. Well, young people don't buy papers, do they? Would it, I mean, sad, would you, sad, sad. Have you ever bought... What's, what is going to happen? Well, what's going to happen is exactly what's happening now is that you're all... Everything uh, just goes digital. Everything's on yeah, the internet. Yeah, but that's such a worry. I was reading um, The Handmaid's Tale, yeah. which obviously is one of those books that really like plays on your mind. Like, mm. um, And she she was working, they called them dis- diskies, I think, and she was like transcribing um, books onto mm. discs, you know, so, mm. so it was all digital. But then someone can just delete them all, whereas if a book is really there, you have to burn a book, you know, you have to see it. Uh, and what temperature do you have to burn a book at? Fahrenheit 451. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so Another book I've read. And you were saying to me today, 
Nobody talks about Fahrenheit anymore. Um, well, there you That's are. That's the Fahrenheit. only time. Why? <laughs> why must you always? You watch the news with Dad, and they'll say so it's going to reach temperatures up to twenty six degrees, and he'll say that's over eighty Fahrenheit. No, seventy nine. I don't, 20, I don't need to know that. Well, I'll tell you why. When I was reading, why? I'll tell you exactly why. When I first started what I laughingly call a career at uh, Radio Hallam in Sheffield, I was reading the uh, the news, and at the end of the news, and at that point we'd only just changed over to Celsius, so when you gave the temperature out in Celsius, or centigrade, whichever you want to call it, you also had to give the Fahrenheit equivalent. So you give me a temperature in Celsius, and I can, like that, give you the Fahrenheit equivalent. Go on. 16. 16 and 61. 16 Celsius, 61 Fahrenheit. Give me another one. Is there like a method to working it out? You know, is it like... Yeah, there was initially, and I forgot what the like, method Like, you know, is. when you can work out the... Kilometres kilometers and Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say I'm working out, like, army time, like, 1,300 hours. It's oh, 1 o'clock, because yeah. take away 12. <laughs> you don't even need to think about that, though. Go on, give me another temperature um, in, in, in Celsius. And I'll give you Fahrenheit. 32. 32 Celsius. Now, that is 90 in Fahrenheit. We're just under 90, about 89. About. Well, it's it's close, so you can't um, do it exactly because of different scales. Twelve Celsius. Twelve Celsius is fifty-four Fahrenheit. This is not fun for anyone but you. (laughs) And I might have got that one wrong. Twelve. I can't quite remember. It never got as high as twelve in Sheffield. So yeah, this story I was going to tell you about the papers. We'll do a little transition here. This is a cultural appropriation. Which. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. You, you use on it. Well, I'll tell you what it is. Cultural uh, appropriation, yep. Yep, <laughs> that cultural happens. appropriation, that happens. Let me tell you, when uh, Paul Simon, are you familiar with Paul Simon from Simon and Garfunkel? Yeah, oh yeah, Paul, yeah. yeah. That well, Paul Simon. That Paul Simon. When Paul Simon did his LP Graceland, which is a brilliant LP, he used African musicians on it and mm-hmm. it was a best-selling album and uh, there was a lot of African-style music which he gave a sort of Western flavour to but it was African music and as a result of it a lot of African musicians um, went more into the mainstream or close to the mainstream and you know made a bit of money out of it uh, but he was accused of cultural appropriation you know because he used the African music to make money make money yeah exactly uh, and now we have almost and that was in the 1970s and now we have uh, or early 80s possibly now we have a radio station which has closed down because of it being accused of cultural and I suppose sexual um, <clears throat> excuse me appropriation it's called uh, Radar Radio and interestingly it's owned by your former boss oh Mike yeah Mike your friend Mike actually uh, you know who, who had all those lovely palatial toilets in uh, Sports Direct oh my Direct god it was there. so bad it was so yeah. bad we ought to explain you did it I think we did on uh, yeah like episode number, one episode or something one or yeah. or I did, did I worked as a Christmas temp at Spots Direct. And it you was just awful. went out with a smile on your face and a song on your lips every morning, didn't you? In fairness, towards the end, I didn't mind you didn't it as mind much. It too much, did you? Because I like kind of made friends yeah. with people and stuff, yeah. so it wasn't as bad. But towards the end, you, you could come home and you weren't crying. <laughs> I cried <laughs> the first two shifts. I actually did cry when I got home. <laughs> but it's also because I thought everyone hated me. <laughs> like more so, like. Well, anyway, he's running a radio station now. Called oh, and the uh, uniform was awful. Radar Radio. Oh, and the uniform at Sports Direct was awful. DJs and presenters have joined in exodus after the station was subject to a string of allegations which were first raised by a group called PXSSY Palace. 
which describes itself as, quote, a queer WOC. Do you know what WOC is? Women of colour. Yeah, yeah, well done. A queer WOC feminist DJ collective. Anyway, Pussy Palace, which I presume is what the X is for, accused the station of tolerating sexist, homophobic and transphobic comments on air. The collective also accused Radar of organisational racism, using members of our community as props. They go through cases of cultural appropriation. They've got a list here. Little Mix got into trouble when one of its members, Jesse Nelson... Yeah, Jesse. Jesse, sorry, Jesse Nelson. It's only got one S, you see. It's Um, just Jesse. But Jesse Belvin, who we played earlier, has two S's. Anyway, Jesse Nelson, 26, was pictured with dreadlocks. Oh, yeah. But dreadlocks, white people just shouldn't have dreadlocks. Just dirt. (laughs) No, because they don't look good. But also because it's part of religion, isn't it? It's part of Rastafarian religion. And you shouldn't... Same as, like, I don't wear a yamulke for style. (laughs) Although and if it's I such did, a stylish item as well. Whenever I see a kid in a yamulke, I say, well, wow, that looks good. That is such a stylish item. No, I'll, you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't, to be honest, you yeah. Could, I don't, you could wear half a yamulke if you wanted. Yeah, like, that wouldn't be that bad for me because obviously I'm Jewish. I can't think of I can't think of any other items of religious clothing. Mm. Anyway. I have it because de- I'm not Jewish. Uh, no. Debate erupted online over whether parents who let their white daughters dress up as the Disney heroine Moana. Oh, this is too much. It's too. Why? I get, I get it a bit though because it's important not to take someone's culture, well, something that they really truly like love, and make a joke out of it. But, but I think Disney's already done that, hasn't he? I mean, with, it's Disney. It's like Pocahontas. Yeah, and Moana. Is Moana, what, Moana. Moana. What's that from? Um, what so film? It, from Moana. She's oh, it's like a film a Pac- called Moana, is there? Yeah, yeah. Oh. She's like a Pacific Islander. Ah, right. I don't want to pretend that I know what I'm talking about when it comes to it because it re- <laughs> no because it really comes down to people who have that culture and people of those mm. minorities. But the stuff about not dressing up as like I think I probably dressed I dressed up as Mulan. Mm, you did. She's my favorite Disney princess. But this is the thing: if you're not doing it, obviously you shouldn't do blackface or use sellotape. I've seen you use sellotape to change your eye shape obviously but is there a line where you're not doing it in is there a way that you can appreciate a culture without trying to make it your own or trying to to disrespect it well it's time to say goodbye from this podcast i think so should we play you know that 20 seconds we played for for review purposes of mm-hmm. jesse belvin should we use that as our sign off music this week because it does say Good night, my love. It's... Oh, should we not have you sing? <laughs> yeah, go That's a go very on. good idea. Here we go. Good night, my love. Pleasant dreams.